السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته كيف الحال الحمد لله كيف انتم عامل ايه نعمل بوبر نعمل بوبر يا سلام يا سلام بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه وموالاه وبعد again i uh, welcome each and everyone ahlan wa sahlan marhaban bikum to the isnad academy podcast I'm here with the crew, Salim in studio. Maulana Qari Salim Pick in Assalamu studio. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Sorry, and that's the signal. No, it's not so. Just one. Yeah, okay, man. And joining us online, we have Hafiz Ahmed Sulaiman. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Oh, Jai Stakwiya Fanana. Are you doing, brother? I'm stacking. I'm stacking. Oh, it's okay. Leave it. Let's see. It I'm good. Alhamdulillah. You're right. I'm good, I feel, I'm good, I'm I feel good, almost like I feel almost like you might not have been in the last podcast, but I'm not so sure because I didn't quite miss you. Yeah, I mean, you see, but but me on the other end, it feels like a lifetime. It feels like a lifetime. <laughs> no, my bro, I'm joking. We missed you very much. It feels like a lifetime from my side, man. Subhanallah. And uh, let's see, let's see from Allah's career. Hanika, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. What happened? Mona Zakaria got upgraded. Mona Ismail. Okay, we went from we went from Zakaria, Nabi Zakaria, right? Like like Nabi Zakaria, and then now we're going to now we're going to Mona Ismail Yahya, like Mona like Nabi Ismail and Nabi Yahya, and Yahya was the son of Zakaria, and it comes into night at Jazza. Allah Allah, we brought the right man for the right night. Alhamdulillah. How are you guys doing? Alhamdulillah. Just a, an official from outside, Opi Beikh Mubarak. MashaAllah. Tazakumullah. Kullu amu antum bi khair. Kullu amu antum bi buba. Allah yataqabbal minna. Kullu amu antum bi buba. Allah accept our efforts with a buba. Ameen. Yamalina, can you remember? It's been a year since um, we last saw you on this platform. Yes, man, it's been too long. Subhanallah, I've been following you guys and uh, laughing my my teeth off. I thought I saw you in in my in my uh, rearview mirror in the car. Why are you following me? No, man, I was following you. Yeah, virtual. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah, as always. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Nice to be in your guys' company. Alikaman. Shukran for joining us. You honored us tonight. Alhamdulillah. We are speaking about Juz Ajazah um, 15 and 16 in the night. And uh, we will wait upon our beloved late arrival, Maulana Zakaria Hanika. Hafizahullah ta'ala. Yo, that guy. And until then. He's just like a classic entrance. We're waiting on the late Maulana Zakaria. Because he's mat- he was didn't get back. Okay, wait. He got one pack. Yeah. Yeah. He got, he got one, one pack. pack in his whole life. Yeah, one, official one official pack. One official pack. One official pack. Yeah. yeah. Allah knows best. Okay. We we normally formally start with the recitation of uh, Al Quran, the Kalam of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So sit back, relax, be quiet and silent, and allow the Kalam of Allah 
to penetrate the depths of your heart and soul and try to understand certain words that are recited as they are recited and for every harf ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the, the blessings of that harf, the rahmah of that harf and that Allah ta'ala open up the Quran upon our hearts and our minds and our souls and make it a reality in our lives. Ameen. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تقف ما ليس لك به علم إن السمع والبصر والفؤاد كل أولئك كان عنه مسؤولا ولا تمش في الأرض مرحا إنك لن تخرق الأرض ولن تبلغ الجبال طولا كل ذلك كان سيئه عند ربك مكروها أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولقد كرمنا بني آدم وحملناهم في البر والبحر ورزقناهم من الطيبات ورزقناهم من الطيبات وفضلناهم على كثير ممن خلقنا تفضيلا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أقم الصلاة لدلوك الشمس إلى غسق الليل وقرآن الفجر إن قرآن الفجر كان مشهودا ومن الليل فتهجد به نافلة لك عسى أن يبعثك ربك مقاما محمودا وقل رب أدخلني مدخل صدق وأخرجني مخرج صدق واجعل لي من لدنك سلطانا نصيرا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ووضع الكتاب فترى المجرمين مشفقين مما فيه ويقولون يا ويلتنا ما لهذا الكتاب لا يغادر صغيرة ولا كبيرة إلا أحصاها ووجدوا ما عملوا حاضرا ولا يظلم ربك أحدا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم 
وَرَبُّكَ الْغَفُورُ ذُو الرَّحْمَةِ وَرَبُّكَ الْغَفُورُ ذُو الرَّحْمَةِ لَوْ يُؤَاخِذُهُمْ بِمَا كَسَبُوا لَعَجَّلَ لَهُمُ الْعَذَابَ بَلْ لَهُمْ مَوْعِدٌ لَنْ يَجِدُوا مِنْ دُونِهِ مَوْئِلًا أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ قُلْ لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّي لَنَفِدَ الْبَحْرُ قَبْلَ أَنْ تنفد كلمات ربي لنفد البحر قبل أن تنفد كلمات ربي ولو جئنا بمثله مددا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات سيجعل لهم الرحمن ودا فإنما يسرناه بلسانك لتبشر به المتقين فإنما يسرناه بلسانك لتبشر به المتقين وتنذر به قوما لدا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم لا تمدن عينيك إلى ما متعنا به أزواجا منهم زهرة الحياة الدنيا لنفتنهم فيه ورزق ربك خير وأبقى ورزق ربك خير وأبقى وأمر أهلك بالصلاة واصطبر عليها وأمر أهلك بالصلاة واصطبر عليها لا نسألك رزقا نحن نرزقك والعاقبة لت تقوى صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم جزاكم الله خيرا امين ذلكم الله امين يا رب واو what a beautiful quran we have alhamdulillah we take this opportunity to welcome our viewers uh, on all platforms including the voice of the cave facebook page اهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم and let me welcome back my guest our guest no That's not the guest way. Yeah. Here we go. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are on a guest. Mawlana Irshad. And here is one of our... And everyone in our dear viewers. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. And here we have our beloved Hafiz Ahmed. 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله سلام تكيو ورحمة الله سلام عليكم ورحمة الله 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 زكريا You already made the yeah. entrance, Habibi. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You already It's made the entrance this evening. <laughs> Here we go. Assalamu alaikum Listen, how can, well, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi How can I be late if I was here at the same time like you? No, no, like no, 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 no. First and foremost, no, no, we were supposed to start at 10.15. But then our Qadi, okay. don't mention any names. Yeah. He was late. Yeah. Right? So we delayed yeah. it till 10.30. We started 10.30. You rock up like 12 minutes after we start. How is that possible? I'm raising my hand because I would like us to, you know, start to conduct ourselves a bit better. And I'm glad Amir Sap is with us tonight because Amir Sap, these youngsters, they don't know how to behave on these live platforms. The people come here for Quran every time we watch a straight for 14 minutes. Kijk wie praat, die jongste, die jongste. Oké, oké, wait, I'm going to do this. I'm Ahmad, I'm your, a, signal, your like signal isn't so lekker, man. Um, if, you can, if you can maybe try to sort that out, inshallah, and then join us again. Assalamu alaikum. Um, oh, that was like a brap, <laughs> You can't just kill the guy like that. I didn't do anything. Oh, did he leave? Yeah, just focus on, on one. Inevitably, we'll sit with five passages. Um, I, I would like to start, and I know that we're not necessarily going to go into the because where I'd like to start is actually, if you can maybe recite from the beginning of Surah Maryam, and I'll translate as you go along, inshallah. Well, no, why don't we go as normal and we speak about like sections from the beginning? Yeah, but I just want to do first, this piece just really stood out for me, and I can't, I can't wait until we get there. Yeah, but just because it's your show doesn't mean you can throw the whole thing upside down. Yeah, So, Kaf, Haya, Ain, Saad, these are what we call Harufu Muqatta'at, and no one knows the meaning except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the mentioning of your Lord, of His servant, Zakariya. 
Remember when he called upon his Lord a secret call. He said, Oh my Lord, my bones have become weak. My grey, my hair has become grey. And yet still I have not lost hope in making dua to you, O oh my Lord. However, I do fear for my progeny after me, in that I have no progeny. My wife finds herself barren. So please, Ya Allah, grant me offspring who can inherit from me from your side. Who could inherit from me and inherit from the legacy of Ya'qub. Ya Allah, make him a, ple- a pleasurable child, pleasant child. Oh Zakaria, we give you glad tidings of a boy whose name is Yahya. Never before has anyone received this name. He said, yeah, my Lord, how can I possibly have a son? When my wife is barren. And I myself have reached very old age. Allah said just like that. Your Lord said, this is easy for me. I created you before and you weren't anything. Oh my Lord, please grant me a sign. Allah said, your sign is that you will not be able to converse with people for three consecutive nights. He then left the mihrab or place of worship and entered among his people. He then indicated to them to glorify and praise Allah morning and evening. Oh Yahya, now you take the book with firmness. Okay. The, the passage is beautiful, but the story that, that really lies within it is even more beautiful. The point that I really wanted to make <coughs> is that if you want to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is how you make dua, man. You know, this is how you speak to Allah. You know? And even the backstory to this, when did he make this dua? He made this dua when he walked into the mihrab of Sayyidah Maryam alayhi He saw fruits which were out of season. We discussed this before. And then he saw that as an opportunity. Then, then he called out to his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. But now when you and I want to make dua, Ya Allah grant me a child. Ya Allah grant me a car. Ya Allah grant me a house. Give Allah a shopping list. You know, I want this and I want this and I don't want that. And I, I mean, you know, we can all learn. But here we have an opportunity to look at how a prophet of Allah speaks to Allah. And he doesn't ask Allah for a child until, if you look in terms of the page, I would say about five, six, yeah. seven ayat down. He's telling Allah, Rabbi, wahanal, Rabbi inni wahanal minni. Oh my Lord, my bones have become weak. My, my hair has yeah. become grey. And, and, 
Yeah, yeah, it's white already. It, it's like shiny gray, right? Because he's a hundred no, years but, old. But the expression is like so beautiful. Man. Like it's not just saying my hair is gray. It's like he's saying my hair has become a light with gray. Yeah, yeah, aflamed, aflamed. Oh. Subhanallah. But I mean, he's a hundred years old at this point, and he says, "But I have not become hopeless of the of the du'a of Allah. I st I still have hope in making du'a to you, Ya Rab." Imagine you are a hundred years old. Now I'm mentioning the story because I can relate to this. Mona Ismail Yahya can relate to this heavily. Like you make dua and you make dua and you make dua and you're thinking, Ya Allah, when, when, when? And you make dua and you, you, you can't anymore because you maybe have control over yourself, but you don't have control over your family. You don't know how they're feeling. You can see the pain that it's causing them. Am I right, Mona? And, and, and you, no, you take this, you take this dua and, and you think, Yo, I'm 100 years old. My wife is post-menopausal already, as in the, you know, the case of Nabi Zakaria, she was like 80 odd. And yet he still hasn't lost hope in the dua that he makes to Allah for Allah to grant him a child. How does he ask Allah to grant him a child? He doesn't say, Allah, give me a son. What does he say? The words exactly? Give me one. The word wali is used. A, 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 an A, right? Not just a son. I want somebody who can take the knowledge that I have. Somebody who can take the legacy that I bring. He can inherit from me. And he can inherit from the family of Yaqub. Now, the thing is, the Anbiya, they don't leave behind inheritance at all. Mm. Rasulullah Sassam explained that the inheritance is their ilm. So what he's actually asking for, for, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, grant me a child so that I can make that child a scholar for your sake. That, that's what he's asking. Right? And that's the way that he asks. He doesn't say, give me a son. I just want a son because I want to be a daddy because other people have sons. You know, he's, he's got this higher purpose, man. And then he, he prays to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like this. And look when, only now he's asking Allah Ta'ala for his son. He, he went through a, a conversation with Allah, making himself weak before Allah, exposing his vulnerability before Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, declaring his absolute dependence on Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that he can't do anything, only Allah does. And Allah can do regardless of the fact that the means have technically been taken away. He's, he's 100, his wife is over 80. That's like biologically impossible. But he's still making dua for it, you know? Subhanallah, it, it's profound. And you know, the way that I read the verses, it's like immediately after he makes the dua, Ya Zakaria, immediately Allah answers. Because I just feel that the, the, the dialogue that he's having with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, it's like, how do you refuse a dua like that? So when we make dua to Allah, especially now as we approach these last nights of Ramadan, yeah, okay, you have a shopping list. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you really want to use dua as it should be, like mukhul ibadah, right? If you really want that, then speak to Allah from your heart, man. Sorry, I have to, I have to come in also, man. No, I'm Nabi Musa in the, the beginning of the next surah. Mm. So we have the story of Nabi Musa becoming a prophet and Allah mm. declaring to him, innani anallah, indeed I am Allah. There is no God besides me, you know. So you should establish prayer for my sake. And then Allah asks him, Musa. Musa, what are you holding in your right hand? And he said, it was my staff. And, and that was enough. That should have, that could have been enough. And Allah Ta'ala knew exactly what was in his right hand and exactly what he used it for. But Nabi Musa went further, seeing that Allah blessed him now with the ability to have that conversation. He goes and he says, عليها, I lean on it. غنمي, and I use it to beat down the leaves for my, for my, my sheep. And I have other uses for it. And then Allah goes on and commands him. 
And then he comes to a point where he makes dua as well. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul uqadatam min lisani yafqaw qawli. But you're mentioning now the speaking to Allah, man. You know, we shouldn't believe that we are, that we are incapable of having a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, indeed, Allah is most high and he is the creator of every single thing that exists. And we are these lowly sinful slaves. We can have a conversation, not, I would, I would say, unlike we're having a conversation now with our friends, but speak to Allah, man. Yo, Allah, this happened today, na? This was a quiet thing that happened today. I went into work and then da-da-da. You know, mm. even though Allah is full well aware of that, but we want to build that relationship and it comes with mm. speaking and making Yeah, yeah, effort. absolutely. So speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and, you know, the Sahaba asked the Prophet sallallahu and this comes in the verses of Ramadan. They asked, "Aqaribun Rabbuna fanunajihi ambaidun fanunadihi." Is our Rabb close to us so we can have private conversation with Him, or is He very far away so that we must like call out, you know, call out and and basically shout? And then Allah says, "Fainni qarib." Ida saalaka ibadi anni fainni qarib. When my servants ask you about me, I am close. I am close. Now I know yeah. I, and I'm sure many others, we struggle to remain steadfast on the right path. You know, we struggle to remain close to the sunnah. We struggle to be an, a Muslim of the highest caliber that we know we are capable of. But we keep failing. Now is the time to turn to Allah and, and you know, tell Allah, who already knows how weak you are. I must tell Allah, Ya Allah, I try, but I fail because I'm weak. I give in to my nafs. I give in to shaitan. Right? This is, this is how you must speak to Allah. And then ask Allah. To bring you on the Sirat al-Mustaqim. Well, now Allah can hear your struggles. I want to, uh, to add, uh, like, um, I did something or two, I think this in, in the week now, that, uh, that said that, like, be reasonable and logical, right? And, uh, like, reasonable, logical in everything you do except Dua. When it comes to Dua, and look what Nabi, mm. Nabi Zakaria does here, he puts out that, look here, that's going to make no sense for me to even ask for a son. Right, there's no way, but I'm asking because you Allah, and and you know you can do anything for me. Man. So when you when it comes to even things you think is impossible, still ask Allah. And the reason I'm saying that is why I've met people and youth, so many of them believe that they they too far off to even do the right thing, man. That like you know, Allah love them, and it, it it pains me so bad that youth say. Directly, they say, I'm already going to Jahannam and let me do what I want to. Like, they've, they've gotten to a point where they believe. Look here, man, I'm already clear, I'm off this now, for me, this whatever. So just like Nabi Zakaria saying, yeah, look here, all the facts point in one direction. I'm never going to have a son. But yeah, Allah, I didn't lose hope in you. You told me not to lose hope in you. I'm, I'm calling to you because you are the one that even when, you know, like Mullah uh, Stalin mentioned Nabi Musa, the Abi Musa came in front of the, the, the ocean, ocean in front of him, the army behind him. These people's like, yeah, what now? Logically, there's no way out. There's nothing for you. Mm. But what do you say? Inna ma'iyya rabbi. Inna ma'iyya rabbi. My Allah is with me. I said, I spoke, my Allah is with me. So I, I want to just use this point to remind everybody, man. You have a Allah. You have a creator. You have a Rabb. You have a sustainer. You have one that that cares for you and, and, and loves you and is more merciful to you than anyone has ever and will ever be. And that Allah is waiting for you to talk and to ask and to, and to cry. And may Allah grant us 
to ask of him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us in this. In this Ameen. 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 The best Ameen. moments possible Ameen. awaiting us Ameen. in the next couple of nights, inshallah. Ameen. Like, start planning your du'as. Like, you plan Ameen. for Arafah du'as, plan for your, your odd nights of Ramadan. Zakaria and uh, Mona Ismail, um, there's also du'a. I'm just thinking about Ameen. it now. Uh, in the beginning of Surah Kaf, with the with the youngsters who actually uh you know they turn to Allah and they make the dua can you guys comment on that for us in Fadlikum? Well now before you go there um seeing that we jumped again all the way to Surah Maria. <laughs> yes. Because you had that second hour that you couldn't wait for. Um that Adam that, I, remember, I just shared my heart out now and now your first reaction <laughs> is to make me feel blind yeah. about it. No, I'm just joking. I'm just teasing. You must have um, junk for in you, man. <laughs> yeah, man, don't be like that. La hawla wa la quwwata. Don't even pull the teacher that, card that, out on you. That, uh, that piece of the Quran is actually very special to me as well. Um, probably partially because my name's mentioned in it. Um, and your son's oh, name. Oh, you didn't know this? And your son's name. Uh, and my son's name. More so than that, um, I mean... I, I know it's special to, no, I, mean, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, it's a special piece to, to yourself, to Bala Ismail. For me, it's special not, I mean, not because I was in that situation where, um, you know, I was in that uh, specific situation, like asking for what Ibrahim, or what, what uh, Zakaria was asking Allah for. But um, when I was uh, like a teenager still, um, finding my feet and things like that, uh, there were some moments there were, like I had two two distinct moments in my life that I can remember that um, like made me want to study the Quran. And one day it was there was like just this uh, this moment when you know I was in some circumstances not in a good not in a very good place. Um, you think you actually forgot that you told us the story, now? Yeah, I'm just thinking. So I said it in the other podcast, no? Yeah, you told us but, the background um, story or so. No, no, not the one about the girls. No, I know. <laughs> I didn't oh, even think about that. <laughs> yes. No, so, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so for me, it's, it's just, like, you know, I was in that moment, I was angry with my mom for something, picked up the Quran, and it opened to this. And uh, it's just, uh, always remains dear to my heart. Uh, that I know, I know that Zakaria is speaking about Nabi Zakaria, alayhi salam. No. Um, it will, obvi- it will do something to you if the Quran says, Ya yeah, Zakaria. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's yo, it's, no matter yeah. what. Nah, literally, you, know what, what you know what Malana Ismail yeah. did no, about this naming story? No? He greets me. I'm going on Haji, greets me. No? Now, look at this strategy. It's a quiet strategy, and it worked. He says, Malana, don't forget to make dua for me as you turn by the Kaaba and you see Hijri Ismail. Right? That then you think of me, and then when you turn the other corner, you will see Maqami Ibrahim, and then you think of my brother Ibrahim. And I'm oh. like, yo, this blocks him <laughs> every time <laughs> I meet the wife. That's guaranteed. You know, I just Allah automatically Allah thought about this guy. Allah now I'm thinking, Allah Allah what in the haram is called Irshad? It didn't work out, Sulika. You must tell them, listen, when you're looking for the actually, when you're looking for the green light. Then you must just ask Allah to give you Irshad that you know you direct it to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, I must be honest, 
my 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 brother actually taught me that uh, that uh, hikmah uh, leave that with the hujaj it's uh, they can't forget you know it's impossible for them to forget our names so alhamdulillah mashallah yeah. okay, yeah, um, some people are saying that uh, they also want to know the story um, because they, they obviously didn't listen to that podcast by the way catch our podcast on <laughs> spotify google podcast apple podcast um, audible what else? Podcast, All the podcasts, the big Google podcast podcasts, platforms. Because the, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ahmed. So, so uh, the reason why you would want to do this is because our programs are generally long and you may not want to watch the entire thing, but uh, you can actually listen to the audio, put it in your earbuds, you know, go for a run, maybe go to the gym, I don't know, whatever it is you want to do, even if you drive in your car, and then you can consume it like that. The audio, it's actually, a podcast is actually meant for the audio. The video is like, by the way. Uh, but yeah, so it is available there, but Mona Zakaria will tell us the, the story again, inshallah. Yeah, but now you really killed the buzz, Mona. So I can't go in the whole story, but uh, uh, what the, the, you know, the cracks of the, the cracks of the issue is that, um, you know, for me, well, I was a teenager and I can't remember the exact uh, why I was angry, but I remember for some reason I was angry at the, um, with my mom, me and my mom are very close, alhamdulillah. Um, and for some reason, I was very angry. I closed the door of my room, switched the lights off. I remember there was just a lamp on, and uh, I had this translation only Quran. Right? So it was just the translation um, in it, and it was actually given to me by Sheikh Bully. Uh, may Allah have mercy upon you. So, I mean, and um. I never ever, I don't think I ever, you know, actively, willfully read translation of Quran before that. But just for some reason in that moment, I picked up that translation and I just randomly opened the Quran and said, Allah, please guide me. I opened the Quran and the first thing I read was, like the first words of the surah, Kaf ha ya insad. Obviously, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Kaf ha ya insad. Now those can't actually be translated. There's no translation for it. So the first sentence, um, what the first sentence that I read was, this is a mention of the mercy of your Lord to his slave Zachariah. And then I was gone. Oh, that's a system. Yeah. I don't think it mattered what I read after that, but what I read after that was, you know, about how he, called upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says to Allah that, you know, Ya Zakariya, Dhikru rahmat rabbika abdahu Zakariya, idna da rabbahu nida'an khafiya. When he called out to Allah in secret, and there was alone in my room with the light off, closed the door. Like that wasn't, you know, it didn't apply 100%. My bones weren't weak and my, he wasn't gray. But, um, but he, he expressed the, you know, he was expressing a sentiment of weakness. Right? That, is, no. that weakness has come upon him. And that's something that I also felt at that moment. Um, and oh my Lord, I have never ever been disappointed when I call upon you. And uh, I just, um, I just moved my, uh, you know, I just moved my heart man. It made me desirous of the Quran. It's not like I, it's not like I, 
it's not like I changed everything in my life in a moment, but there was just like a connection with the Quran that happened over there. Um, and, and why I tell the story is, is that, um, why, you know, it's a very personal thing for me. It's a very profound thing that happened to me in my life. Why I tell the story is that sometimes we create barriers between ourselves and the Quran. And I'm not saying, you know, everybody has to pick up the Quran and it has to have your name there. And no, I'm just saying, you know, you will find if you make a habit of turning to the Quran for guidance, you will find Allah, Allah. that when you open up that Quran, Allah is going to, you know, make you read something that will guide you in your moment. Allah. If you're looking for it, uh, if you're reading it, if you're reading it, yeah. looking for the guidance. Allah. And so, and so I think I'm a, I'm a big yeah. proponent of us not putting up a lot of barriers in relation to people accessing the Quran. If all that you have access to at this moment is a translation of Quran, if people had been telling me, yeah. you mustn't read translation of the Quran and this and that and that, I may never have had that experience in my life. Subhanallah. I will never downplay the importance of, you know, formally studying with a teacher, etc. But there's never barriers. Man. Whatever place you're in, there's yeah. an interaction that you can have with the Quran. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, the life with Quran is not like the life without Quran. La ilaha Ya Rab. You... You can, I mean, you know, for the whole family, yeah, yeah, you know, I want to ask Mullah Salim, maybe, uh, you know, actually all the guys here, you know, if you like a half, you do something, or you're somebody that regularly recites Quran, and then you become lazy, and you, you know, you, you drop your weird, or you, you start stumbling, doesn't it just feel like life just doesn't go right? Maisha tan donka. No, 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 but it's like, donka. Before you uh, uh, give some more insight, uh, would you guys mind uh, if I uh, share a personal story about myself also with the Quran? Bismillah. It's somewhat uh, similar. So polite. Somewhat similar to Mullah Zakaria. So polite. Yeah, look here. I've been, I'm not used to I've this. Been, I've been quiet all no, time. I'm not used to this. Like, normally they just <laughs> butt in and then they continue Again. talking like you didn't even exist. I'm just saying that he's. I'm just saying that his story is, is mashallah, the politeness of his introduction. Bismillah. Okay, so, Ikhwan, um, I'm sure uh, most of you know that uh, I grew up as an orphan. Myself, my brother, and my sister. I was seven when my father passed away. So Alhamdulillah, life was, life was good. Life was good. But I found myself as a teenager. Teenagers are the, you know, the most vulnerable years of a person's life. Man. Um, because when you're still little, you still have the, 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 the care of your mother. Man. And like, like, you know, she's all around you and she makes sure you're she makes sure you okay, etc. But when you grow up, you go to high school and then there's a sense of freedom that you have then. So that sense of freedom or that them letting you find your own way is also somewhat very dangerous, man. So uh, we navigated through life, but I found myself, so I must start the this, this story somewhere, man. So now, you know, I'm an orphan, etc. But then I got myself into punking madrasa, man. I actually did something and, uh, you know, I got a, I got a liquor packet madrasa. And since that time, I decided I'm not going back there, man. Now my brother and my sister are still attending madrasa, but I'm sitting home alone, man. And now the thing is, when my mother comes home from, from work, she wants to know where we recited <coughs> today, man. 
So I had to make sure that even though I'm bunking, man, I need to recite Quran, man. So I often had to uh, just go and read a lesson in Quran just so that when my mother asks me, then I can present something, man. But I remember one day feeling very down, you know. I'm sure everyone can relate, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters are there for you, uh, and they're your brothers and your sisters, but but they can only provide that that amount of companionship, man. And your buddies can only present pre, uh, present to you that 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 limited amount of friendship, man. At some point in life, in time, at home, you find yourself alone, man, pondering, man. Now, like as a young man, I was sitting and pondering, what's going to happen to me, man? You know, I, I I really don't look forward to much, man. You know, it's just like uh, getting uh, by day by day, man. And I remember, uh, like everyone had a translation Quran in their home, man. And at that time it was, today we have so many uh, translation Quran, subhanAllah. But that time, I think there was only one, man. There was two books you had in your house. Yusuf it Ali. was uh, Risalatul Mufida, yes, from Sheikh Amin Fakir. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless uh, Sheikh Amin, Allah Akbar. Is there's not a house that I don't know of that does not have Al Mufida in. There's actually a Risala Al Mufida, right? So, and then the other thing was a Yusuf Ali translation Quran. That's the red one, one. And I remember this one. That, oh, uh, yeah, you it came in a red and a green. Yeah, or oh, white. The white was the uh, upgraded, uh, you know, with the gold. But anyways, I found myself sitting alone in my room, and and my mom's at work, my brother and my sisters at madrasa. And I'm alone at home, and, and I feel I feel empty. And I opened the Quran, Subhanallah, like Mullah Zakaria said, he just opened me. I didn't I didn't ask Allah for anything. I just felt alone, and I opened the Quran, and I come to Surah Al-Duha, man. Sure. And 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 if I must read, just Allah Akbar. And I'm reading, man. I'm reading Surah Al-Duha, and I'm reading the translation because that time, you know, we didn't know the Arabic, so I'm reading. Wabduha, you know, by the by the by Allah takes a qasam by the light of day, man. Wallayli idha saja. And Allah says, I'm just reading it, so I'm reading it like I read it that time. What does that mean, man? But then Allah says in the third verse, Ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala. And I'm reading this like he's speaking to me. I'm saying, oh Allah, you're talking to me because Allah's just told me now, Allah is not forsaken, your Lord has not forsaken you, man. No, no, does he dislike you? Because at that moment in my life, I was like, I had buddies and I had my brother. We used to do a lot of things together. I had my sister, mashallah, my mother. I couldn't wait to see her at night. But at one point in time, I was, you feel alone, man. Yeah, Allah is speaking to me. Allah is saying, your Lord hasn't forsaken you, man. No, no, does he dislike you? And then he goes on to say, and I'm reading this. I'm reading it actually now, like I read it that time. And the year after is better for you than this world. But I'm taking it literally, man. That time I almost didn't know that uh, Allah is not speaking to the Prophet. I'm, I'm opening the book and I'm like, Yo, Allah is speaking to me. Allah is going to give me something and, and I will be happy with it. And then Allah, there's the punchline, man. Didn't I find you an orphan? And I uh, uh, and I guided you and I gave you, gave you shelter. Yeah. At that moment, I'm actually fighting it now. But at that moment, I'm chunking. No? I'm chunking because this is like literally Allah speaking to me, man. Yeah. And Allah says, And I find you today, this is literal for me, I find you now today 
verdwalen. I find you uh, not astray, but you need guidance, man. Fahada, and I guided you. Wawajadaka a'ilan fa'aghna, and I found you uh, in need in terms of uh, 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 you, you, you poor. I mean, how wealthy can an orphan be? Three, a mother of three children working alone, etc. What there were many times, in fact, if I may mention, there were obviously there were times when we wanted things, but obviously they, we couldn't have those things. So I decided very early on to, to start working in what is today called grade nine. You know, that time it was still standard seven. I started working by my uncle's tuck shopman. For, for what? Just so that I didn't burden my mother if I needed something, man. Then, then, then I could at least tell her, yo, I, I, I have some of the money, could perhaps, you know, help me, I want to buy. And my brother took advantage of me because, you know, whenever he needed something or wanted something, he didn't have to go ask my mother, man. Then, then, then we could sort it out, you understand? But Allah says, yatima fala Now Allah tells me, I'm reading it, na? now seeing that you an orphan and I helped you and I found you and I, you know, I didn't see the aghna yet. I didn't see the aghna. All I know is he was admitting that, look, yeah, you poor. But hopefully, inshallah, he's going to make me wealthy. And I think, uh, mashallah, we're okay. Alhamdulillah, we're wealthy now, mashallah. Now, as for you, don't you push away or be harsh to the orphan. And don't, don't be rude and scold the, the person who's asking. And speak about the favors of your Lord. So, mashallah, I just did that. I just spoke about the favor of my Lord uh, with, with me having a personal connection to the Quran with this one surah, subhanallah. And uh, the surah is uh, very important in my life. Uh, it keeps me somewhat grounded uh, in everything we do, subhanallah. Taib, mashallah. Uh, continue. Thank you for sharing that, Mullah uh, Ismail. That uh, that surah I actually commented on that surah at my Daruna in graduation um, because it also had a, a very very special meaning to me. But I'm not going to get into that from a completely different perspective. Yeah. Um, nah. Yeah. And then how Allah speaks to him? That's what I was saying. Like just no yeah. barriers. Well, Whatever level you're on. Access the Quran. I'm telling you, Allah will. You I was, don't know how the guy is. Mulla, I was just going to say now, no, when we went first year, so we mentioned your brother earlier, no, Mulla Ibrahim. Um, watching, Mulla, I wish you, man, I love you. So he was, uh, he's still a very good friend of mine, subhanAllah. And uh, he's an amazing guy to be around. MashaAllah, Allah, Allah blessing, grant him long life. Um, so, so we, him, and Sheikh uh, Umar Nuddin, we were together in first year. Iron Man, right? Yes. <laughs> Iron Man. Yes. So, Wallahi, so that when, when we would sit, right, then uh, now you get maybe about halfway through first year, and now we already start translating and whatever, and then, um, you know, he would, say, he would say, I can't remember if it was him or Sheikh Umar, man. one of the two, he would say, look here, let Allah talk to us a little bit, man. and take the Quran, we take the Quran, and just open on top of it, all three of us used to learn to translate, so we like figuring our way through the eye and stuff, you know. Wallahi, even your signal, your signal is still breaking up, no? Even. Like, uh, every couple of words gets cut out and your picture also. But carry on, we'll try to make out what you're saying, inshallah. Jeeb, I don't know why I'm going to look at it now. 
was saying that every single time we did that, no? now we, we're circling already in between. Now we, we, we're translating. Now it's three of us because now we must, must now eventually get the meaning between the three of us. Someone have the vocab because we're still halfway through first year. And we're translating, translating, translating. And every mm-hmm. time there's a moment where we just stop and they realize, yo, look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. Mm-hmm. And we know when Mullah Zakaria said, now, like I'm telling you, connect now. Like I encourage anybody now, and again, we're not talking about not connecting to teachers and all of those things, that's in its place. I'm saying open the Quran anyway. Open the Quran anyway. Look at the chapter now, look at the name mm-hmm. of the chapter. Look at the verse number. And then if you don't have a translation, go Google the meaning. There's a, there's a Quran.com, gives a nice translation. And just look at the surface translation and keep reading. And keep reading with a heart that's yearning. Read with a heart that's looking for something. Whatever it is that you're looking for, Allah is mm. I almost want to guarantee mm. you, you're going to find something. I, uh, Allah, I actually, I actually um, heard from one uh, senior scholar um, that uh, they teach a Mulana Qasim Sima. I heard from, so this is a reliable mm. person. I don't want to mention his name here, but he mentioned that they teach a Mulana Qasim Sima, Rahimallah, mentioned mm. to them. Uh, some method of deriving some uh, istihara from, from the Quran. Uh, so I, I, perhaps I might me, um, say it wrong, but basically um, you open the kitab anyway and then you count seven ayats. I don't know if I'm getting it right, man. but um, this person showed it to me. as a senior alim in our community. He, he showed it to me in some manner. And uh, at one point in time, I tried it and it worked. Um, perhaps someone who knows that type of method so it's not like uh, it's not like something that uh, there's some voodoo involved you know it's literally I think when when Allah knows that you are really in need of guidance man, then the qadr of Allah will come to play and you will open the kitab and an answer will be there for you man. Um, subhanallah I don't think that obviously this Quran Allah says that this Quran is there yahdi lillati aqwam it leads to that which is upright and righteous and it gives glad tidings to the believers those who do righteous deeds man. so this Quran will not lead anyone astray so it's not like uh, uh, oh I'm gonna do uh, and on that page type of thing it's literally I believe that you know you <laughs> Zakaria you, know, you, you, you are 100% and, right and, I mean that was yeah. Imam Shafi's uh, that was Imam Shafi's system rather not opening or, or random yeah. But I mean, you did it from the beginning. And when he came to that verse in Surah An-Nisa, Wa Rasul, that was that for him, the verse that was the the, the verse that made him, like the, the idea of Ijma'amen, being um, a source of, no, of no. Deen, right? That was like sort of the proof that he was looking for. So 100% you're, you're right, man, yeah. the idea of just going and churning, whether it's by random or, yeah. or, or, or from the beginning, going through and looking and finding that guidance in the yeah. Quran. No. Uh, I was thinking, Zakaria, in light of in light of the the uh, the ayat of Surah Kaf again, you know, the youth they departed from the mm. community, they departed from the king and the rule of the king. Um, just in light of mm. of that question, maybe we could. I know it's not the the most direct answer, but it could perhaps just display an approach. Because you read, let's say you're reading the Quran, and now today you've selected Jews fifteen and sixteen, and you're reading Jews fifteen and sixteen, and you have this question about political and public corruption uh, that's sweeping SA and you come across Surah Kaf I just want 
I want, uh, I'm asking Mona Zakaria because I spoke enough. I just want Mona Zakaria to give us an idea of the type of thoughts that you might get and the type of lessons that you might derive from that story and how it deals with corruption. And then, of course, not just there, but throughout Surakaf, the idea of power and the idea of wealth, right? So you've asked the question. You probably yeah. didn't ask it in relation to tonight's uh, Suwar specifically, but I'm just using this as an opportunity to demonstrate what we're speaking about in, in practice, man. Okay. Mm. Uh, for me, right? Uh, you know, uh, the question is actually a brilliant one. So, what's the solution to political and public corruption that's sweeping ISA? Right? Um, I know it was directed at Mona uh, Munib that, that commented, but, you know, maybe we can in- engage the topic a little bit. Um, I'm not an expert on the issue, but as a, as a person that comes to the Quran seeking guidance from the Quran, right? Um, the Quran, if, if we just look at, if you, you mentioned looking at the verses we spoke about tonight, what does it start with? I mean, what does Surah Kaf start with? It starts with speaking about Allah, His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Quran. Right? And it speaks about the finite nature of this life. Right? Already for me, just in that, just in that, there is an, there is an injunction for the removal of corruption. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us about those things? He tells us about those things as sources of us shaping good action. Right? Now we may think, okay, well, the corruption stuff is not my actions, but it's actions of other people that I think need to be solved and need to be uh, a solution needs to be found for that. So yes, this is not my direct response to political and, and, and uh, public corruption that, that's taking place. But there's an idea already that stands out to me there. And that idea is that you know it's truly the, the only true solution to, to the problems that we find in our society. Um, of which corruption is a major one, which stems from the quality of greed, that will only be solved mm. by actually realizing the true nature of this dunya and connecting people to Allah. So there's an imperative for da'wah over there as one part of a solution. Now many people may think, oh, that's like a wishy-washy solution. We want the immediate yeah and now solution. Right? And, and, and the Quran will give, us, will give us guidance in relation to that as well. Um, it you have to, you have yeah, to come in. You can also think of an immediate now solution. No, you can. Look at you. Look at yeah, the, uh, Surah Kaf. You can think of it. What is what is the, what's the main lesson of Surah Kaf? The trial of remove yourself. The trial of knowledge. The trial of wealth. The trial of power. And what's the other one? It's a trial of knowledge as well. It's yeah, a trial I said of man. The trial of man. The trial of trial wealth, of faith. That's the, the first one. Knowledge and the trial of no. power. If you look at that, yeah, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I think what you mentioned in relation to Surah Kaf specifically, right? It gives a more, it gives a more uh, philosophical approach to it, right? And a more, uh, and, no, and a no. more nafs and purification of nafs level response to those issues. Right? It certainly does that, mm. and it, it even addresses Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, in that verse again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about how we should maintain with the poor 
and 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 Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is magnifying the qadr and the virtue of of the poor, those and and specifically amongst them those who connect themselves to Allah. And there's a lot I could say about that, right? But that, those are like just it's not specific solutions, mm, mm. right? Mm. But okay, we don't look at the Quran at the mystic limit. It's not like we go through mm. this, this yes. one surah and we expect all the guidance to be there. So we have surah surah yes. Nisa. There's lots of laws you thought over there. We have Surah Bara'a, lots of laws over there. We have, uh, you know, laws for social harmony and stuff like that. We have Surah Hujurat. We have Nur. all of those Surah. Yeah. Uh, and we have Surah that teaches how to engage with power um, and, yeah. and how to bring people to task and how people need yeah. to work together. Yeah. Um, and, and all of those things together, right, will formulate a Quranic conception of justice and the attainment of it. Now, and if you want that, if you want that in plain, simple words for you, you'll find it in the books of fiqh because that's where it inevitably ends as yeah. fully detailed ahkam. And, and, and just one point, like yeah. don't, like Mona Zakaria said, this atomistic approach, don't think like you're going to open up the Quran and find a verse that teaches you how to bake a bread. You know what I mean? That, that's yeah. very important. Yeah. That's not, you yeah. won't even find how to make salah from A to Z. Or how many rakaat are in one particular salah? That's not how the Quran works. You must wait to that. That's it. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's my point. The Quran gives us a methodology. It gives us an approach that is built upon by the Sunnah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm busy falling asleep. Not that the discussion is boring. Okay. Molina. I'm just realizing this raising my hand technique doesn't really work. I have to just interrupt <laughs> you. But uh, anyway, so look here. I was going to say, we have to tell the classic joke of Mullah Ali, man. That, uh, you know, Mullah Ali said, you're going to find every answer you're looking for in the Quran. And so the guy said, yeah, there's a problem with my Toyota Carola, man. Am I going to find the answer in the Quran? So then they say, yes, go look in the Quran. You're going to find the answer. So he now knows the problem with his carburetor. He thinks he's going to read something about carburetor. And then Mullah Ali mentions that verse, Pas'alu ahla dhikri in kuntum la ta'alamu. Tell him, look here, go to the mechanic. He knows what's happening there. He'll tell you what to do with your car. So the Quran told me, I must go to the mechanic. I'm going to sort it out. Now seeing that you spoke and you interrupted everybody to speak, you might as well speak on. Come, let us hear. No, 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 no. no, no, no. There you go. Speak. Nah, Bismillah. So I was listening to Mullah Zakaria, right? And he's mentioning like, you know, even even if we just look at Surah Al-Kaf, in the beginning, the it's um, more clearer. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentions. فَلَعَلَّكَ أَلَسْتِي مِنِ تَمَامِ سُوَاتِ الْكَنِيْسِ أَسْوَاتِ الْكَنِيْسِ فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعُ النَّفْسَكَ عَلَى أَثَارٍ إِلَّا مُؤْمِنُ بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أَسْفَأَ So now Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala now we talk about corruption and society and problems and everything, right? Now, as much as, yes, if we're going to look at it strategically and actually a plan of action for community development, growth, um, you know, we, you know, remove corruption, this, that, and the other, then we can sit down, pull these verses out, like Mullah Irshad said, go to the books of fiqh, pull the rulings around it, whatever, create a model, implement, roll out, all of that's in its place. But while you're in that space, man, look at what the Quran does. The Quran brings verses like this to show how the Nabi Muhammad as much as he's concerned about, as much as he's concerned about all of these people, to a degree that he's like, He's, he's, he's um, you know, blaming himself. Destroying himself. He's, he's destroying himself. He's destroying himself. It's like harming him and it's hurting him. How, how, how things are, how people, these people aren't believing. And, and this shows us that look, yeah. the result was never in your hands and the result is never going to be in your hands. Man. But where now, man? 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately draws our own personal attention again like that that you okay, I understand the bigger problem and I need to start with myself and the important thing is that sitting with a with a message like this this evening you can you can look at strategizing and all of those things in the other says after that inna ja'alna ma ala al-ardi zinatan laha linabluwahum ayyuhum ahsanu amala all that stuff we mentioned power um wealth uh whatever you're going to find on this dunya allah says inna ja'alna ma ala al-ard whatever is on this earth whether it's physical whether it's um you know philosophical power this and the other whatever it is whatever you find in this dunya allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it a beauty a, a, an adornment a beautification why linabluwahum ayyuhum ahsanu amala so allah constantly draws and just before that allah was talking about our approach okay the community corruption crime you know the prophet sallam worried about other people immediately then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws us to that man so for me all of the time when you're reading this quran man, there's always that personal mm. element that personal aspect to say look here we're supposed to test who are going to be the best of us in in deeds man so how how am i how am i how am i ranking in that competition wait whoa, whoa, let me just realize wait where am i man? and then immediately allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings the companions of the ca- of the cave so okay the companions of the cave they also had a problem with society they knew that this wasn't right that the king was doing they knew that look here we don't want to be involved with this kufr and then you know what they couldn't do anything about it so what was the starting point they removed themselves they said look here i'm going to do what i can do in my limited capacity i'm going to move right now they started to you know the one uh, went to go and find him a secluded space away from everything sitting under the tree and then another one came and another one came And then, and then they 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 gathered in our fitya to ilal kahf, and then uh, oh, so sorry before that. So they gathered now and they were sitting there, and um, they then started to just say, you know what? We know that that isn't the right thing, but we'll start here. We call to the Creator of the heavens and the earth, and that started a gathering, and that started a movement, and that started some change. And you know that for me is a very practical step. Yes, we can look at from a Uh, a community level and a, and, a, and a much bigger level but at the same time look at what's happening this evening this evening with encouraging i don't know i can't see your screen how much people's online how much people's going to watch this or whatever but i mean say it's 50 people encouraging 50 people to immediately turn to the quran go and look go and open it tonight still and see what message is there from allah to me man. and that's 50 people that makes an adjustment that makes a change and again the quran is showing us even very much practical right now steps for development for growth which starts by ourselves man. you know we throw these clichés out there you know whatever be the change that you want to see in the world and you know, all the, the the quotes that the that the people throw that's around that's throw around bro But that's in essence <laughs> it man you yeah, man. Um, but that's in essence it man because <coughs> i'd like to last thing i want to mention no? no. last thing i want to mention is as you guys were talking i was realizing man nothing in no way is results ever going to be in our hands ever the results of what the people around us is going to be like and what our communities are going to be like and what governmental structures are going to be like is never ever going to be in our hands and you know what really motivates me if i think about our ambiya nabi nuh was calling to his son and his son didn't accept his message so if there was anybody that would have control of results would be nabi but even the ambiya never had control of results the results is always in allah's hands And it comes down to whom I how my positioning myself. What am I doing? What adjustments am I making? So I, can I just, um, if I can comment further on that, I don't want anybody to 
you know, leave the podcast thinking that you you are promoting taking a pacifist approach um, uh, to you know to corruption or anything like that, and saying that no, no, you must just work on yourself. No, no, no. I, no. I know, I know. So I'm just wanting to clarify. Must be a dual approach. Um, I just want to clarify, that. and that's the same thing that I was saying. That the Quran will give you guidance on different levels. Sometimes the Quran is going to give you guidance on, like, like I say, that more. Uh, that more existential level of realizing the ephemeral, the finite nature of this life and the fact that everything in this life will perish such that you don't become overly fixated on the material, right? And then you can also direct, uh, you know, other people's attention to that through connecting them with all, etc. That's one, that is one level of solution. I mean, that's, wow. a, that's a level of solution that Rasulullah used in his community. And it took a long time. It took a very long time. 13 years, mm. a small group of people, um, you know, we had people that really bought into this idea and it revolutionized themselves, right? And then they went to a different place and eventually, um, you know, they they got engaged in battles um, and through that they were, they were able to, you know, first in Medina, set up like a smaller state, uh, a smaller just state, and then only after that were they able to bring justice to their home, uh, you know, their hometown of Mecca. And it took a very long time. I mean, that whole process took maybe 22 years. It wasn't a quick thing. Um, that's just on one level, right? But then the Quran will also offer specific advice in relation to how you can go about, um, you know, solving issues. It may not say uh, corruption in South Africa. But it will give you guidelines for how to deal with corrupt people. Yeah, yeah. If any of you must do a search, if any of you must do a search on the words of Assad and, and Mufsidin yeah. uh, in the Quran, yeah. you will see like how yeah. often it addresses that issue. Yeah. And it will give you it will give you guidelines on uh, how actually, to it will give you guidelines on how to deal with with the specific type of corruption that they engaged in, whether it be fraud or theft or you know all of those things. And it will also give you guidelines in how you as believers can form you, you know, how you can form yourselves into groups that, uh, you know, that actually stand up against that um, mm. and stand up for the rights of, uh, you know, of the disenfranchised. And the, and so no. I, I'm saying the Quran gives mm. us guidelines on various tiers and it's not an atomistic thing. You take the Quran as a whole. So in the life of a Muslim, we, no. you know, one thing we all mentioned a bit of tonight was, you know, open the Quran and get guidance. But that's only like getting your foot in the door. How are you actually supposed to see guidance is read Quran every day? Yeah, and so, understand it. Yeah, 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 and understand it. And that will shape you. Yeah, you must work on your break, breaking in skills, man. Yeah, and it will shape you. It will shape your worldview and everything. Yeah. Uh, nah, shukran. Uh, uh, I stopped for you, man. Nah, subhanallah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look, yeah, yeah, virtually I can't do anything, man. But like in real life, I could like push him aside. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you see? Yeah. So, um, there are clear verses that indicate to those types of, uh, you know, um, caution that we need to take as a community and a society. Um, so you don't have to like really go and open up a, 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 a text of the Quran and like force a meaning. There are other verses that clearly state that, you know, we should stand up for truth and justice, man. And um, we, we shouldn't stand by um, false testimony and we shouldn't cover up lies, etc. You know, Allah speaks, uh, there's, there's clear verses, man. 
But there's one thing that, uh, one point I want to get across, and it's one ayah that we often hear. So um, someone asks with regards to corruption, etc. But that's on a macro level. No? We often look at, at things from a macro level, like someone was asking the question, uh, corruption in government. Man. And, and we miss the point where there's corruption perhaps in our own homes. Man. There's corruption in our own family. There's corruption in our own uh, circles. Man. Um, and then you ask yourself the question, you know, how did it get so bad? Man? So this, this ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, right? Often we hear this verse being translated as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to change your condition until and unless you change within yourselves. So that, that, that is a meaning that can work there. Basically telling a group of people that if you find yourself in difficulty, that or in any uh, you know bad position that Allah is not going to change your position unless you change within yourselves. But but if we look at the tafsir of that ayah, right, we'll actually find that Allah is telling you, Allah is not in the Allah. That's not Allah's system or Allah's sunnah to put people into bad situations. Allah is actually telling us that if you find yourself in a very corrupt society. There was once upon a time, there was a time when that society was not corrupted. Man. It wasn't corrupt. So Allah's telling you, Allah didn't change your condition from good to bad until the people, and it means all of us, you all, uh, were okay with going from good to bad. Man. It's, like, it's like we condoned things or we looked away or we turned away. Man. We didn't stand up. We weren't those ones who were standing up and, and in, uh, in inviting towards good and preventing people from, uh, from doing bad. You understand? Now when you find yourself in a bad position, now we are lo looking at everything and everyone for answers. Man. But it actually starts, you know that, saying, that statement that says, um, um, It begins with me. change you want to be. Mm. Yeah, that's one. But be the change you want to be, man. So if you don't want the corrupt society, man, then don't allow corruption even in the in the minutest of senses, man. In the smallest of senses, in your house, in your in your workplace, you know you have that guys. Look here, I need a I need a set of tires for my car, man. Now I go to that guy. He's got a connection. That actually means he's stealing it from the job, man, and he gives it to your back door most of the time. That is that is in itself corruption, man. But but then we look on a macro level and say government is corrupt. But on a micro level, it's happening amongst uh, amongst us as well. Can we okay with is that? Also, uh, the manner that Shama, I would like I to stand in the queue. Ah, uh, yeah, that in itself, you know, those are those are the very minute senses of of corruption. But sometimes we condone it. Mm. No, it you happens know, because it's my children. You, you're absolutely right. It happens uh, everywhere. You you go to a public hospital. But you know the guy that works there by oh. the admin, so you can get you, you can in quicker. Yeah. You know, the guys are feeling the package. You can see who it is. You must know then who they, it is. But don't worry. <laughs> then they got that healer. They got that, that, that. What do we translate the healer in, in, a loophole, in English? A loophole. Like uh, a, a loophole. Then we say, nah, a dunya bil wasail. You know, it's like who you know type of thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we use that, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Sheikh Salim, give us your, uh, 
your portion that you there's there's, just, just, there's uh, quite a lot of second. references to kitab in the in the in these two ajaza that we recited um surah al-isra um it's just, uh, I will come to why I'm mentioning all these things of Kitab, but I mean, that's the first one, the second page of Surah Al-Isra. Allah speaking about that. Everybody's going to have their own book, man. And, and we're going to bring out your book now, and it's going to be like cast in front of you, and it will be spread open. You'll meet his book. And it will be said to him that, read your book. You read your own book. Kafa nafsika hasiba. You will be a sufficient witness against yourself. Sure. That's the day of Qiyamah. So that's like, that's like your, like very your. It's like we don't even need to bring you your, your angels on your right and left or the, the ground that you walked on or your skin. We don't have to bring anything else besides just your book. And I mean, after the book, nah, then we will still have the audacity to say, nah, Allah, it wasn't me. The tongue will want to speak the the person for him. And nah, I, da, 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 but this, but that, but that. And then other eyes, Allah says, you know, we will seal their mouths and their hands will speak. So fine, you want to, you still want to lie yourself out of a situation. Mouth close, hands talk, feet talk, earth talk. Your skin will speak. You know, and, and this is all like part of the kitab. On the other side of that, says Allah, <laughs> that uh, a day will come that we will call all people by the imam. In other words, the peep, the person that, uh, yani every person will come forward once again. Man. The opposite of that. The people that will be given their book in their right hands, they will read their book. And they will not be wronged in the least. Man. How liquor do you feel or how liquor did you feel when you came home with the Kharta report? Man? Mm. And we know we must like the reports must be given after the holidays, not mm-hmm. before the holidays. <laughs> Because then your mommy was mung you before the holiday. But you either report away until after the holidays is finished. Then you give the report at home. But if you came home with a quiet report, man. Come, mommy, mommy, check here, mommy. I got a hard report. It's here. I knew this day was going to come. And I made some preparation. And then that person will have a, a liquor lever, man. So, so here again, kitab is mentioned. For me, the uh, Allah Taala says uh, after this this ayah another one page or two pages later, wala in shi'na if we will, la nadhaban nabiladi awhayna ilik. There's no mention of kitabia, but Allah addresses the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Allah tells him that if we will, we could have taken away whatever we inspired you. Thumma la tajidu lakabihi alina wakila and you could do absolutely nothing about it. Alhamdulillah, I said I mentioned this to my class and I think it's actually like. I feel like super disadvantaged because of it. But again, it's Allah Ta'ala's plan and we can't decide, you know, what we deserve and so on. But I don't know part of my life where I didn't know or I wasn't connected to Quran. Man. Alhamdulillah, through the grace of my parents, through the grace of Allah and the, the hard work of my parents and, and my teachers. Um, but, you know, that thing that you now realize that you have and it's such a great benefit and it's such a big part of you, Allah can take it just away, man. Whether you, whether you deserve to have it, whether you don't deserve to have it, it's not about that. Allah can take it away from you, just like like that, and it's gone. So this Quran that we're all speaking about now, we love to read. Allah inspires us with this Quran. Allah can make it that, you know, my eyes can't see anymore and I can't read the Quran. 
or my tongue can't move anymore and I can't recite the Quran. And the only reason that we have it says, Allah, illa rahmatan min rabbik. It is the mercy of your Lord that He allows you to have whatever it is that you have. Man. So, uh, this wahi, yes, of the, the greatest thing Allah gives is wahi, yeah, that direct communication to the, to the messengers. Allah gives iman. Subhanallah, Allah gives worldly position. Every single thing that we have is from Allah and Allah could take it away whenever He decides. Yeah, but Allah. why do we have it? It is through Allah's mercy. And then He says, Inna fadlahu kana alayka kabira. Mm. Allah's virtue, Allah's bounty that He gives you is like super, super duper great. So, you know, think about it. Man. If, we, if we think about this, then it will lead us even to another verse here in this 15, 16 Jews. وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا Don't come walk here and stuart your boast at here. You will, as big as you think you are, you will never be able to walk a slurchy into the, into the earth. And you'll never reach the heights of the mountains, you know? So, yeah, just a little bit of mine, this idea of kitab. Mm. You can go now. What kind of this book? What kind of this book? There's not a small thing or a big thing except that it's in Yemen. How many swear words did I forget already that I said? Or how many wrongs did I wrong somebody who said I forgot about? Or how many road rages did I have? Or how many times did I let my anger just, you know, explode on people? And, you know, I never gave two hoots about it. But all of those things will be mentioned over there, man. Whatever they done, it will be there. For those of us that are corrupt in any sort of way, the, the last queue that I jumped, it's going to be there. That I wrongfully jumped that queue, it will be there. That time that I, whatever, it will be there. And Allah will not do any injustice to anyone because it will be there like any recorded man. So subhanAllah for me. Every favor that he granted you that you didn't show shukr for. SubhanAllah, it will all be there. And, and how are we yeah. going to face Allah, man? And how are we going to say, you know, Allah's going to say, here's your record. Stand your man now. What can you know then? What are we going to say? So may Allah Ta'ala grant us that realization, man, that, you know, is when, when, what was it, Big Brother, no? You remember Big Brother? Mm. That came on, was on the TV, that reality show was, so then it came, well, then it was like the term that Big Brother's watching. But, you know, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is much more aware than what Big Brother was. And, 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 and we are all going to be answerable, man. So, Ya Allah, in this month of Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, we tried, man. Um, I was scrolling on Facebook, but, oh Allah, I knew in my head that I shouldn't be here. I should rather be making salah. <laughs> and I scrolled five minutes less on Facebook and I went to go make my wudu. Allah saw that also. Allah yeah. saw that intention, that, you know, that good intention that you made of that and that sadaqah that you wanted to give. And the fitra money that was only 49 rand, but you decided 50 rand. Allah saw that extra one rand as well. Don't forget that, my dear brother. That you might just need it, so yeah, it's okay. Keep the change. <laughs> Allah saw that one extra rand that you gave me. Uh, Allah saw that cookies that you took to the neighbor with that good intention. Allah saw the date that the husband to yeah. took and he gave to the Allah. wife, and the date that the Allah. wife took Allah. and gave to the husband to break their fast with. Allah, Allah saw, saw that donation you gave towards Isnad Academy Allah and Allah. that donations you gave towards DTR, Badr campaign, and towards Darunai Mitchell's plane as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And towards all of these things. He's offside. The man said he gave 49 and he gave it one rand extra. 
Most. Yeah, so now it's most two rand extra. That's what you mean. It's not 49 rand, it's 48 rand. So you gave her two rand extra. Oh, yeah. I, oh I see. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you gave her 49 rand. Okay, okay, fine. You know what, uh, what, Mullah Salim, what Mullah Salim is saying now, Subhanallah, at Tashri, I thought you're speaking to me, man. Um, just hold on. See the, see the, see the, Normally see at this the. time of the night, I take my happy tablets. You know? This is like speckled eggs. You mean like Easter eggs? Uh, you just wanted to record this honestly now, also in his kitab. Mashallah, may Allah reward you for that yeah, honesty that you recorded. You see. <laughs> so are you saying that earlier on you weren't playing with the packet? But okay, are you saying that earlier on you weren't playing with the packet? Now. Ah, uh, exactly. Okay, Bismillah, <laughs> Malika. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, um, what I was saying was uh, what Mullah Salim was saying now, man. Like you know, the simple things like that, man. You know, to pass the date to your your husband and your and your wife passes the date to you, and you know, little things around in your home. Allah Ismail um, mentioned earlier. Like we're looking out easy, but like there's so much you can earn in your home, man. Like today I was talking to somebody about the ibadah, man, of you know, a husband and a wife. So that that kiss on the cheek, that hug, that whatever you're doing, that any and everything you're doing, the fact that you're doing it in a in a permissible way, right? I know I can see you containing yourself while I share, but everything you're doing, right? Don't forget that every single time that is rewards that you're earning because if you weren't making lots of sadaqah brothers then you would have been uh being punished and now often you're in your home and you're thinking you want to go outside to give a sadaqah you want to go here to do this or you want to make this amal but then the person right in front of you is an opportunity to earn good your husband your wife in front of you is an opportunity for you to earn good to do good and nabi muhammad that don't undermine, don't look down on any good that you do. Even if it is that you meet your Muslim brother with a smile on your face. I thought you were referring to Wafi Buddha Ahadikum Sadaqa. Because you were like saying the you were like saying the the the, the, the amal of the husband and the wife. And that, that's the first thing that I thought of Wafi Buddha Ahadikum Sadaqa. I mean you went on with it and you went on with it. Make Sadaqa at home, brothers. That's another that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Be patiently You know Maintain yourself and be patiently Wasbir nafsaka ma'al ladhina yada'una rabbahum With those people who call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Bilghadati wal'ashihi in the morning and in the afternoons Yuriduna wajha why do they call upon Allah? Simply because they sincerely desire His countenance, they desire His pleasure. Let your eyes not uh, look past them. On account of desire for this worldly life, the, the atonements and the beautiful things of this worldly life. Allah speaking to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa la ta'adu aynaka anhum turidu ziyyat al-hayat al-dunya 
Don't ever obey the one who we have made his heart heedless. عن ذكرنا of of remembering us ولا تطع من أغفلنا قلبه عن ذكرنا واتبع هواه he follows his desires وكان أمره فرطة and his matters are generally in excess I I either is extreme you know on one end of the spectrum if there's a quality he has either too much of it or too little of it I want to focus on this verse last year I spoke about this verse I remember and I spoke about it from the perspective of you know, in relation to the context of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That group, you know, that group that's referred to, they call upon Allah in the morning and in the evenings, right? Yeah, that those refer to, the tafasir, some of them mention specific names, the names of Bilal radiallahu an Suhaib Rumi, and most of them were black companions, right? Downtrodden slaves, black companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And, um, and so last year I spoke about it from the perspective of racism. Right? And how Allah, how the people of Quraysh looked down on that people and they stereotyped them and they were prejudiced against them. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, listen here. If those are the people that are calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you sit with them. Whether they're the poverty stricken, whether they're the downtrodden in society, whether they're the people out status, it doesn't matter. Those are the ones you sit with. Mm. Right? I want to look at it from a different perspective, This, uh, you know, this year. The same verse. If we just consider ourselves as an ummah, right? A phenomenon that we find prevalent uh, in, in the ummah is that we oftentimes have an inferiority complex. Right? And that inferiority complex is that we think our deen to be backwards, or we think, you know, what is what exists in the Islamic world, or what Muslim societies, who are, or, or by and large in our society, um, downtrodden, you have a small percentage of them that are, that are, um, like, disproportionately wealthy. You know, like the princes and stuff like that, right? But by and large, Muslim society, if you go travel through Egypt, you'll see people in poverty. Um, if you go... You know, travel through many of the African countries that are by and large Muslim, you'll feel, see people in poverty. If you go travel through India and you see Muslim societies, you'll see people in poverty. If you see, you know, by and large, Muslim society is is in a you know in a in a low point in relation to its material uh, progress, right? And on mm. the counter, that oftentimes you get Muslims who start to have an inferiority complex about it, and they think, "Nah, nah, you see what the Jews do is uh, they, that's right. They doing they must be doing the right thing." And the, and the reason for judging that is, you see, they are maybe excelling in, in, in scientific advancement or they're materially uh, better off on average than, you know, uh, an average wise. in society, uh, you know, in, in material benefits. And then, and then we start looking at that and we start thinking that that's better. There must be something that's better about that. And when we think that that's better, then we start thinking that what we have is not that good. Hmm. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about that? Don't belittle your Muslim brother. You may be sitting in Kailicha, the, um, you know, he doesn't have, he has paltry material means. Don't think less than him. Don't think of the other person that has a lot of money, but doesn't have Iman as better than him. This person, if in his heart is one who is sincerely connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, his value far be exceeds any, uh, you know, any material benefit that uh, that someone can have, any material excess or wealth that someone can have. 
Don't let your eyes, you know, look past them. Don't belittle them. Because of you having magnified in your mind, you know, the material pleasures of this life. And, and then what happens is, on account of that inferiority complex, we don't say to ourselves, you know what? We don't look back in our legacy and say, you know, we had this guy, Imam Shamil. You know, he was this astute, ascetic person who didn't care much for this dunya. I want to model my life like him. Mm. We don't look at, uh, we don't look at, uh, um, you know, our Muslim societies and say, you know, there's a society, they're, they're poverty-stricken, but they're content. I wish mm. to model my, my life like them. No, what mm. we generally do is we look at those people, the haves, the material, that the, mm. you know, the haves in a material sense, and we say, you know, we want to obey their way of life. Ikhwan, so um, um, don't follow those people whose hearts we have made heedless of remembering Allah. Allah. Um, and what does he essentially do? How did he get there? Oftentimes he got to that place of that great material wealth on account of simply being in pursuit of his desires. Hmm. Right? He, his heart is, is heedless of Allah and he follows his desires. And generally, you find either he's a communist or he's a capitalist. He's extreme on one end of the spectrum. Don't be like him. Look into the Quran, look into what we'll find. We'll find a way of being that we will be proud of, that we should be confident of. Even even in our weak material Amen. state, may Allah give us that confidence. Allah because Allah. I think it's Amen. Allah. 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 it's with that confidence that we have in our hearts that will actually manifest the beautiful uh, systems of Islam in the world. We're closing after this, inshallah. Very quickly, um, there's a remedy for those who seek an answer. If you feel that, man, when the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba and the Mu'minun, the Muslimun, when they conquered Mecca, the Prophet ﷺ promised the believers that they will see, they will, they will one day rule the Persian Empire and the Roman Empire. And the Mushrikun and the Jews scoffed at them and they said, look at Muhammad. Isn't Makkah enough for them? Isn't this enough uh, uh, victory for them? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed that verse. Say to them, or say, Allahumma, O Allah, Malik al-Mulk. O Allah, you are the owner of all ownership, or you are the king of kings. Tu'til mulka man tasha. You give dominion and kingdom to whom you want. Wa tu'izzu man tasha. Wa tanzi'ul mulka mimman tasha. O Allah, and you take away dominion and status and things from whom you want. What to man tasha? Oh Allah, just paraphrasing in brackets, even in our poor state that we look and we seem to others, oh Allah, you give honor and status. What to man tasha? And it could be that, that wealthy people that we look at and the kuffar that we, that perhaps we admire because of their wealth. What to man tasha? Oh Allah, you humiliate those whom you want. In Allah, in your hands lie all good. In your, uh, uh, Allah, you are able over everything. So um, that to me, 
you know, dealing with students, man, we need to bring these verses across, man. And people sit with real issues, like what Molina Zakaria is mentioning now. Uh, people sit with these type of issues, but where are the answers? There, there's a clear answer for you. Use that dua, and we can make that dua every day. That, oh Allah, you give dominion and kingdom, and you honor whom you want, and you give status to whom you want. So we don't look at uh, wealth and, and things like that as a means of, of, of honor and status. Jazakumullah, uh, Ikhwan, for allowing me. Ahmad, uh, you can close for us and tell us about what's happening tomorrow night, and then I'll play a video out as well, inshallah. As we, I'll play a video out as we close, inshallah. Yeah, subhanallah. You, you, you tell me, I was thinking, I want to mention this verse the whole time, right? And now when you're telling me, we must, you know, close up and tell us what's happening tomorrow, and then I realize this verse is exactly tied into what's happening tomorrow. Mullah Salim was saying this thing about kitab, kitab, kitab all the time, right? So then my eyes fell into this verse, Ya Yahya Khudil Kitab Bihuwa. Right? Then Allah says, Wa'atainahul Hukma Sabiya. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and then we gave him uh, you know, that 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 that, that oh. wisdom at a young age already, man. Sabiyan, while he was still young. Now, wallahi, we're sitting here tonight, we're encouraging people, go open the Quran. Go read, go connect to the Quran. I don't know if you guys heard the subtlety Mullah Salim said earlier. There wasn't a moment in his life that he can remember that he wasn't connected to the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he didn't have like Quran in his life. He can't remember a moment like that. And what did he say? Why? Because of the 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 the, the impact of my parents, because of the effort of my parents, the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hard work of my parents. I want to say to every parent watching this video and gonna watch this video, being a father and being a mother is a biological definition. But parenting is a verb. It takes action. And if we look at this, if you want this for your child, you want that wisdom at a young age. We did a survey with parents in, in Youth Mastery in one of the programs we do to find out what is it that parents just want for their children. Happy, healthy, responsible children. That is what it came down to. You want happy, healthy, responsible children. When are they going to be responsible? When they have that wisdom to be able to choose we live in a world where we can't anymore shape the world for our youth, man. But we have to shape our youth yeah. for the world. And yeah, if you want this for your child, you want this wisdom at a young age for them to be able to choose correctly. It comes down to what our youth are choosing. And you want them to choose correctly. How does the verse start? Ya Yahya, kitaba biquwa. Oh Yahya, hold on to this book. Take this book with, you know, strength, man, and, and, and steadfastness. So the encouragement is not just to us. To say, look here, connect to the book and whatever, but connect our youth to the book. And that for me is, is, is how we're going to plant the seeds for a better generation going forward with less corruption, more guidance, and truly, you know, transforming people because of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When La Irshad asked about, you know, what's happening tomorrow, tomorrow is the, is the culmination of our, uh, our Badr campaign. Our Badr campaign was, was, was launched in light of keeping our institution alive. Our institution strives for exactly this, what we were discussing, that transforming our communities through the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, transformation through revelation. This kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been spread in Cape Town for years and years and years and years. Youth are memorizing it year in and year out. Hundreds of hafaz every year is being produced in Cape Town. But how many of them are connecting to the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So at TTR, we sit out on a journey, on a mission, to connect our youth with not just the memorization of the Quran, but its understanding, its meanings, and facilitating an environment 
around what is the correct aqidah, what is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is the fiqh that they need to be applying so that they're in an environment to say, I'm learning the Quran, I'm memorizing this amazing kitab, and I'm also seeing how it is supposed to be shaping my entire life. And this is the journey that we set on two years ago, alhamdulillah. We started in different shapes and forms many years ago, and it's been, subhanallah, now it's taking a, a, a sustainable growth um, model and we are urging everybody to support this type of model, get behind it, and be part of spreading uh, and, and developing a next generation of Hufal mm. and of youth who actually not just memorize the kalam of Allah and carry it, but actually connect to it Amen. and strive to live the Amen. kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So tomorrow evening, inshallah, we're going to we're going to gather virtually and um, you know, culminate this thing and recite a khatam and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by virtue of this khatam to make this a successful Amen. mission. Through the kalam of Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this, the, the realities of this grow far beyond our, our days Ameen. and our years. That years and years and years from now, the kalam of Allah is recited by youth as Ameen. they understand Ameen. it. And it, and it inshallah ta'ala fix their lives. Ameen. Barakallahu feekum. Allah ta'ala accept. Walana Ismail, some dua for us in English, min fadlikum, and then we'll greet everyone inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil mursaleen Sayyidina wa nabiyyana wa maulana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna Oh Allah, you are the one who pardons You love to pardon, so please pardon us Allahumma atik riqabana Oh Allah, save our necks wa riqaba abaina and the necks of our fathers wa riqaba ummahatina in the necks of our mothers. Warikaba azwajina wa awladina. And Allah save the necks of our spouses and our children. Minan nari ajma'in. From the fire, ya Allah, all of us. Allahumma atina nufusana taqwaha. Oh Allah, you grant our, our souls the necessary piety and connectivity and connection to you, O oh Allah. Anta khayra man zakkaha. O oh Allah, you are the best one to purify our souls. Anta waliyuha wa maulaha. O Allah, you are the guardian and protector of our souls, ya Rabbal Alameen. Rabbana taqabbal minna al-qaleel. O Allah, accept from us the little that we do. Wasamihna bil-kathir. And O Allah, overlook and pardon us for the many mistakes that we make, ya Rabb. Wasamihna bil-kathir. Wala tu'akhidna, ya Allah, bil-takusir. O Allah, don't take us to task for the very little, for the little things that we that we make mistake about, oh Allah, don't take us to task for that, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, oh Allah, grant us good in this world, wa fil akhirati hasana, and grant us good in the year after. Wukina azab al-nar, and oh Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Rabbana gufid lana, oh Allah, forgive us, wali walidina, and our parents, wali asatithatina, and our teachers, urhamhum kama rabbawna sigara, and have mercy upon them, Ya Allah, like thou they had mercy upon us, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Allahumma ftah lana bil khair, O Allah, open up the doors for us of good, wahtim lana bil khair, Ya Allah, and grant our ending of uh, to be good, Ya Allah, waj'al awakiba umurina bil khair, and make all our, our deeds uh, towards the end of our lives uh, to be with, with khair, Ya Allah, with goodness. Yadikal khair, innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. Uh, in your hands lie all good, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad, Nabiyyil Ummi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
جزاكم الله قبل الله منا ومنكم اجمعين جزاكم الله بارك الله فيكم شكرا سو ماتش جايز فور جويننج اس ذس ايفنينج شكرا على اسماعيل اند فور اول ذوز واتشينج اجين شكرا دونت فورجيت تو لايك سبسكرايب شير اول ذات اذر ستاف اند سبورت تي تي ار سبورت اول ذا انديفيز ذات يو منشن اباوت يور سبورت از ناد اكاديمي ان شاء الله تعالى اند كيب اس ان يور دوز ذات ذا موست امبورتنت وي هاف ا موفي تو بلاي اوت ويز تونايت ويز ا فيلم ستار لايك ذس دود ما شاء الله تل نيكست تايم ان شاء الله السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام عليكم ورحمه الله